0: All right, I'm just uh, still continuing on this theme that that God has, and and I I can just tell you my own personal life. The enemy, boy, he does not like it (laughs) one single bit. But again, greater is he that is in each of us than he that's in the world. And our victory, the victory, the victory in... Again, in 1 John 5, 4, is our faith, our dependence on him, has already overcome the world, the whole world system. That, that That's that's the flesh, that's the whole world system, and that's Satan and his vast army. Just think about that. When he brings us to a place of, again, once again, brings us back in the renewing of our minds... In Romans 12, 2, and Ephesians 4, verse 23, he renews our mind again to say, listen, when you depend on me, this is your victory. I've made it yours. <laughs> you didn't, but I made it yours because you chose me. And that's a choice. Dependence is a choice. The plan of God is designed to humble us, but that's a choice to receive it. And so this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our very personal, even our faith-dependent, so the enemy doesn't like it. So's all all kinds of things, but what where do we see this this morning? Again, I I just gonna we've touched on John the tenth chapter, John the tenth chapter. Okay, and and we have been taught some really amazing truths there, but we can see that. But specifically in those first eighteen. 19 verses of John the 10th chapter. 18 verses in John the 10th chapter. This is what we need to see. Okay, so we know here that the shepherd, the shepherd is Jesus Christ himself that is shepherding the individual. That's one. Two, we know that the thief and the robber is Satan and his vast army under his command. We see that the porter is the Holy Spirit who will open up this truth that's ours when we're humble and when we're dependent and treatable and when we receive it. That's the porter. Then we see this again in verse 10. Well, in 7 and 9, Jesus is the door. and, and And the porter is the Holy Spirit who opens up the things of Christ to us. So we can see again that all he said... In between 7 and 9, which brings out the fact that he's the door, all that ever came before me, put themselves ahead of me, are thieves and robbers under Satan. Okay, In thought form and then in function. We've said before, many, many years ago, maybe even some decades ago, in, in the teaching of the word that God's given us, that, that in the beginning, in the, in the very beginning, in eternity, there was only one will. That was expressed through the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the, all the angels in submission. And then, of course, in Ezekiel 28, and verse 15, there was the day that there was that iniquity was discovered in Satan, and then he led a, a whole uh, one-third of an angels with him because his, he put his he took his eyes off of himself. And then determined, and then could only see his only what he thought was his beauty through his own eyes. And then he led a multitude of a, one third of an innumerable amount of angels against them. And then, from that point on, there were two wills. Now there was only one will before the fall of these angels. Again, Ezekiel the twenty-eighth chapter, and and starting at verse fifteen down through, and then in Isaiah fourteen nine through 17, it brings out the five-eye wills. And notice there's a, will, there's a will there. There's a choice involved. There's a choice. And uh, of course, when we submit our will to, to, to God, the Holy Spirit, he opens the door. He opens these things up and he reveals the truth about who, listen, who Christ is in us and as a result of that, who we are in him. So there was only one will There was only one force and only one means of functioning. When when Satan fell, then there were two wills now, two wills, and we're going to see how they work. There were two wills, two forces looking in and through others to function. This is what john 10 verse 8 says all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers this goes right back into an angelic conflict that again affected adam and eve in genesis the third chapter of those first six verses and we see the result of it but we see christ right there and and who is the voice of god in the garden in genesis 3 and verse 8 speaking to them the word then revealing to him what he's going to do with satan in genesis 3 and verse 15 which is tremendous and beautiful picture of the cross of Jesus Christ and what would happen as a result of that brought out in the 21st verse in that third chapter of Genesis. And this is what he's saying here. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And hearing means they did not submit their wills to him. They did not submit their will to his for him to be a force that they would, or uh, we would function in, you see. Now, and then he said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he will be delivered, save, of course, once and for all. And in John the 13th chapter in verses seven through 10, but many times he'll need, and we will need deliverance through having our feet washed with the water of the word in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. I am the door, and and uh, he that enters in, he will be saved. Now this goes in delivered, many deliverances based upon the one deliverance that we have positional. Now experiential, many deliverances that have to do with the one deliverance positionally of where we are positioned. This even brings out the beauty of fellowship in First John chapter one, verses one through three, with the fourth verse sharing it together. Sharing the light in 5 of 1 John 1, and then follow it through, and then our proper character is brought out. Character, light reveals my character in 1 John 1, 7. And then if my behavior isn't equal to my character, then I, in 1 John 1, 9, I simply have this beautiful confession. And my confession is Christ, meaning I experience the reality of who he is in me as a vessel and what he's accomplished for me in the face of the flesh, the whole world system, and Satan. And it brings it out very, very beautifully. But here he says this in the 10th verse of John 10, the thief comes and you can be sure and I can be sure he's going to come in a multitude of ways. Now, the thief comes not, there's only one reason. He only comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Here's the 12th verse, and this is where we're going to get into this morning. But he that is a harling, harling, see, hired, hired by Satan, hired and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep. Do you remember what Jesus said in Matthew, the 7th chapter? He said this, and I'll read it so we can understand the wolf hair. This is Matthew, the 7th chapter. and verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets, false teaching, which is, is, is all kinds of things. You would not believe the things. I, As much as God has me, I study these different things that aren't of Christ, and they are so many, it seems. And I study them, not trying to get knowledge, but as he has them to explain them to me where people are at, where he's going to have me to be with those people. And I don't have to go any further, and I wouldn't suggest anyone else should either, but that's between you and the Lord. Matthew 7, verse 15, Beware of the false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, what are they? They're ravening wolves. Do you remember, that's wolf. They, they, now they see the wolf coming. You see Satan set up, putting others in positions where they don't belong, so that, and he does that, that's the setup, so that when he comes in, in the form of a wolf, (laughs) boy, oh boy, he takes off and the sheep are scattered. Now, this again, we want to see wolf here. And we're going to see this again in the preponderance of the scriptures that God has given us, the very word of God. This is Acts chapter 20. Now, and you can start in verse 24, but I'm going to read here in your own privacy. But this is verse 27. It says, For I have not shunned or kept back to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That's for us in this time as his, all the truths of who Christ is in his person and what he's accomplished. What he's accomplished. Because he dealt with sin. Now remember where that first happened. It happened in the angelic conflict. It had to be, so God had to be propitiated, that was even including that, not in terms of salvation for angels, never they had their one chance, one third fell, chose, and remained and that's in, in again Revelations 22, twenty two eleven he that is holy, let him be holy, still he that is, is is filthier, let him be filthy still. that was their choice when the when the dragon's tail took drew a third of the stars of heaven in, in uh, Revelations 12 and verse 3. And that's brought out clearly even what we see in the first chapter of Job. And we see it also in Job 38 and verse 7. The stars were the sons of God, angels, ruling angels, who were reflecting the light and all their beauty. Now here it says this, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, do you see, and to all the flock, so, how I take care of myself is how I will take care of others in the local assembly. Oh, boy, I don't know why we think we need more than what God has already given us. I'm going to tell you why. Sometimes we think we need more because we are not content with Christ where we are. Be content with such things as you have, be content. You know, when we're not content, oh boy, we become private interpreters. And we really think we know what we need. And we do not know what we need outside of submission. None of us do. Now, take heed therefore unto yourselves and all the flock, over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Now, this is leaders. Yes, of course. This is where we get the word bishop and some make it a title that they can have and it's not. It's a function. All gifts are just functions when they're attached to the head. They're not titles. So, to be overseers, to feed the church of God. In other words, what I feed myself is what I'm going to feed someone else. To feed the church of God. Notice it's the church of God, not, church, not any man's church or any man's flock. You even see that in, in John the 10th chapter. They're his, to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, here we are. For I know this, this is the Holy Spirit telling Paul, that after my departing will grievous, what? Wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock, also of your own selves You'll see this in Second Timothy, the third chapter. You will see it in First Timothy, the fourth chapter, specifically in Second Timothy 3, those first 13 verses. And then in First Timothy, chapter 4, specifically in those first two verses, we get, he can seduce those that are taught. Please understand that. He can seduce others that have knowledge, but that's just the first step. God declares this truth. Now, in areas of growth in 2 Peter 3.18, I have to learn submission in my experience. Now, I don't know what my own need is. God does. That's where he has us where we are. It's the truth. I remember someone said to me at one point, it's a good thing certain individuals are in a certain area and not in this area, because it wouldn't be good. That's what they said to me. And they were very right about it, too. Now, for I know this, that after my departing will grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves will men arise, We said yesterday, This this is the definition of pride, which is outside of humility receiving grace. I think too highly of myself. That's pride. I think too lowly of myself. That's pride. And in both those areas, I become a private interpreter of what I believe my need is. And my God, I can even counsel those that are my teachers, I can even give them subtle thoughts. Verbally, even, about what I think needs to be done in a specific place. Wow. Mm, Take heed unto yourselves, it says. That's what it says. Take heed unto yourselves. Don't worry about that. Of your own self. Okay. Also of your own selves will men arise speaking perverse things. What's that? Private interpretation of the word. That's not only evil, bad teaching, but that's just me privately in 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21 interpreting the word. I think I know how to interpret it for myself and then I got to go tell the teacher Suddenly, my thoughts. Very interesting. Very dangerous. Speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore what? Watch and Remember. That by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone, night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to what? God. How did Paul commend him to God? Through the preaching and teaching of the word, through them submitting their wills to that and receiving it. Period. That's it. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Christ himself, which is, which is that supernatural ability that we don't have in ourselves, to build ourselves up. And that's why Paul said, listen, I have laid the foundation in 1 Corinthians 3, in verse 10, he said, God has laid me, had me, who was an opponent of the very foundation, Christ himself, to begin to lay that, and then to teach others how they should build, how they should edify themselves on that foundation. And that's again Ephesians four verse eleven. Now, please make that. Let's make that clear in love. He gave some apostles and prophets. That's what to lay. That's New Testament to lay the foundation. And some evangelists and teachers. Some, some evangelists and teachers. That's what we're left with today. For what? For the maturing of the saints. So they know how to work, and really, work means to edify those that are in the local assembly, to edify each other. That flows right down to 4.15 of Ephesians, not being tossed to and fro. And We're going to see how you get tossed to and fro, how the wind comes in, the prince and power of the air in Ephesians 2.2. We're going to see how that happens. Okay? Instead of growing up in Christ and becoming a joint that supplies. In Ephesians 4 and verse 16, watch what it says. Now I, in Acts 20, 32 now, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is the, your ability to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those others that are sanctified. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, so we know the thief comes and we've been on this and still... And God still has me on this. Scattering, scattering. Now, and understanding this, pretty soon too, also, we're going to get into other things here. And I know we won't have all the time this morning, but that's why these next few days, and whatever days that those that can't hear, uh, we have a website where these are put up and are extremely necessary. They truly are, because if because whoever's hearing. It's it's for all of us together. Together, it says. So in Matthew the sixth chapter, Matthew the sixth chapter, and you're going to see how this flows. Matthew six, see how it flows from prayer. Then what prayer enters into? Not holding others accountable for their for the hurts they may hurt you with. Watch how it flows. I want you to see that, this morning, because it's very discernible when it happens. I want you to know it's very discernible in all of us. And I speak for myself. It's very discernible when I I sense that this happens. There's space that comes between individuals. There's a space. And it's the result of scattering. Scattering is, is more dangerous than divisions because it's scattering that causes the division or the space between individuals in the body of Christ so that the flow of God's love doesn't flow there's a supernatural blockage to keep that from flowing. Now, Matthew 6 says this, and you can follow it all the way down through, but I'm going to look at verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust does corrupt and thieves break through and steal. But, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through to steal for where your treasure is, what you treasure up most, there will your heart, your heart be also. Where all your affections go towards. Yes, all those emotions that become attached to this thing we're going to see that very clearly and precisely in the Word of God, all of us this morning. Now, the light of the body, oh boy, that same light that, that's for each individual, for us as the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13, Ephesians 5 and verse 30. Okay, the light of the body is the eye, each individual's eye. It's the same light. Did something come in between? Did a little suspicion. Did some irritation. Well, there's no irritation in grace, we know. And there's no suspicion in love. You know, when I'm suspicion or I get irritated, I think I need more than what I need where I am. And I, instead of being counseled, I become a counselor. I become a counselor. No, no, no. Now, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, this is all thinking the same thing in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6, we're all one. The reality and truth positionally of Jesus' prayer for us to be one in John 17, 11, 21 and 22, brought out in Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. Okay. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body will be filled with light. That's each individual. See it? But if your eye be evil, something happened. Something happened. Something slipped in between individuals in the local assembly. It's very subtle. But discernment through brokenness with the authority of love sees it very, very clearly without accusation or judgment. But then the counsel of the word comes out. Not against, but for. You see, Jesus is not against anything about who we are in Christ because that's how he sees us. He's just against what's, been, what's come into our experience. He's against that so that we can experience the truth that he's for us. You see. Now, if your eye, if your eye be evil, your whole body will be filled with what? Darkness means that's going to affect everybody. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, (laughs) angel of light, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, he has his ministers that he raises up. You see that in Acts 20, 29 and 30, raising up even others in the body of Christ. (laughs) If the light that be in be darkness, how great is that darkness? Listen, no man can serve two masters. You cannot have two thoughts. One thought about Christ, that he's for you, and you and his love. In John thirteen thirty-four and 35, starting at John 13, verse 1, having loved his own, he loves them right to the end. If something's come in between, you cannot serve two masters. That's why we need to deal with it. I can't get all... Why do we wait when we know that we need to go to others in love and tell the truth? Why do we wait? Listen, for, for me or for anybody, it can only be pride. It can only be delayed obedience, which is just disobedience. It just is. And now I think I need other sources and other things so that I can function properly. No. No, you wouldn't even be a source for those that would come until you have light in your body. Because then you, you want them to be something that only Christ can be in you. It's a fact. Then there's fellowship, yes. Then there's edification, yes. Yes. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. That's a lack of forgiveness. You cannot serve... Listen to this. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, we're going to get into that, but I, here we are. We're going to touch on this. There's so much involved here with God's counsel. It's so precise, so healthy, and so beautiful. We're going to see how the enemy scatters. Again, to scatter. We've gone into those words. To scatter. I just want to say this. The enemy scatters us through many different seed thoughts. Notice that I said? Seed thoughts. And when a seed gets in that's not of him, begins to grow. That's like anger when it's not dealt with. Be angry in Ephesians 4.26, and sin not. Because if you do, you give place to the devil. There's the space. It's not the same anymore. Geez, Why? Why is that? Neither give place, give a marked, up, marked off area, topos, T O P O S, for the devil. Seed thoughts. Seed thoughts. We're going to get into the parable of the seeds and how he scatters individuals, scatters them. Why? Because he wants you to function like an alien. What's an alien? Aliens. Apollo tree, true, o It's from this Greek word, apo, A-P-O. We talked about this. It's a particle. Starts with a particle, just a little seed, and it means off. Get you off just a little bit with that seed. First thing that seed does, get you off a little bit. It's the beginning of the scattering. Get you off. Just a, This is true for any of us, for me, for anybody, doesn't matter to off, to get you away from something or someone. And then that seed thought begins to affect various senses. Place, listen to me, it deals with your place. I don't like the place anymore. Seriously. Place. Time. Time. Relation. When I'm not satisfied where God has placed me, what time is it then? It's time to make other plans. Listen, because all that affects my relationship. One seed thought. One seed thought. Now I need someone more than someone else. Is that body life? Is that fellowship? Is that a seed thought from the enemy? Literally, and it me. And this word is from allotrios, a l l o t i t r i o s. This is what it means. We get involved with something else that's very different from who Christ is. In me, that's where it starts. In me, it just starts in me. And and then it becomes an other. And all of this is to get the individual Christian, those that are Christ, the thief comes to scatter. To steal, kill, and destroy through scattering. How? To estrange them away so that they are no longer a participant of Christ in them through the power of the Holy Spirit. Become self-interpreters. It's me, honestly, it's a sad thing when I see it. And it's not that I'm, it's not an accusatory in my thoughts towards anyone or condemning. It's just very sad when I see this. It saddens me because I see the distance in the space. He wants us to be a non-participator. You will see this word brought out, and we're going to bring it out in the weeks coming. In Ephesians 4 and verse 22. You will see it in Jude 10. Let's read these in their context, these particular scriptures. Revelations 19 and verse 2, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 2, and look, Second Corinthians eleven three. 3. It affects forgiveness. A seed. Thought, I'm not going to do that. I don't receive from others the way I used to. Why? Why is that? Why is that? And then I give subtle little counsel thoughts. <laughs> Boy. Whew. Well, listen. This is the parable of the seeds. Before we get to the parable of the seeds, and we're going to see in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're not different than each other or, or, or different in saying different things. They're bringing out the whole of what the enemy does in scattering. But I want to finish it with this and then we'll get into, the, into the, the, those parables. And the parable is this parable beside and to throw. So Jesus used things in, in, in the earth, nature, that he created. Okay, there's no such thing as Mother Nature, by the way. I'm going to make that crystal clear. Okay, it's Christ, the creator of all. Colossians 1.16, John 1, verse 3. Crystal clear in the scriptures. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's not. it's not scriptural. Come on, let's think together. It's not Mother Nature. God's in control through Christ. And that's Hebrews 1, verse 3, and Hebrews 11, verse 3. Brings it out crystal clear so that we have precise understanding. So here in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and you'll notice where this is located, where there's oneness. But to experience oneness, one mind, right? Matthew 6, verse 22 that one mind, a single eye that affects everybody, when they all have that single eye, it's a prisoner of the Lord. You've got to be captured by the authority of his love. You have to be captured. And for and for one, to walk in the in, in the oneness in Ephesians four, four through six, Flo- follow it all the way down in how it functions. And the functionality of the order of God in individuals that make up the local assembly. Here's how it's and here's what it says. Okay. okay, be angry, 426, well, 25, wherefore put away lying. What's lying? Well, I know I should forgive and I won't. Is that truth or a lie? It's a lie. What is delayed obedience? It's living in a lie. That's what it is. It's simple, crystal clear. You can run, you can hide, you can change your location. You know what? You take it with you if it's not dealt with. You can take it with you. And, I'm, and there's an awareness of all these. I just want you to know that in love, there's an awareness that I have, and there's not an ounce of condemnation or accusation in it. Even in the, in the midst of what some might think might be private conversations, they're not so private. <laughs> they're just not. They're not private. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, those that are closest to you. For we are members one of another. Notice that? We're members one of another. No, I'm against them. How How can you be against yourself? You're part of the body. How can you not forgive another member? Well, because you're not forgiving yourself. You're refusing the one who did it. Follow it all the way down to verse 32, but I'm just going to go real, real quickly. Be angry. I should, listen, this is where anger should stay. Everything about me in my relationship that interferes with me personally, that's what I should be angry about. And nothing else. No one else, nothing else. No one else, nothing else. Or, if I privately interpret them, it's because I privately interpreted myself. I thought I knew some things. Because I, you know, was around for a little while. Hmm. Not long enough yet. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Listen, you know what that means here? In Ephesians 4, verse twenty: let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That goes into Genesis 6, verse 5 and 8.21. The thought of those outside of Christ, positionally and now even experientially, is only evil continually. And the Hebrew word means from one sunset to the other. No change. You want to talk about precise. Phew. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Deal with those things. Because if you don't, you've given place. You give up your place experientially to the devil. Now he's your master. You cannot serve two experientially. Of course, we only have one positionally. You can't serve two. You can't have two plans and think you're you not going to be confused. You can't. So stop it. And be content. With such things as you have. Because if you can't be content in a certain area, you can leave and you'll take that with you. You have nothing to give those that you think you need something from them. Listen, I'm all for visits here. But it's called an exchange between Christ between us. Otherwise, they become something that we want them to be that only Christ could be in me. And I missed it through disobedience. This is very clear. And very precise by the way, in love without an ounce of accusation or condemnation. Okay, so let him that stole, thief comes to what? Steal. Under his influence. Let him who steal, who stole, stop stealing him. Don't let him steal you away. And replace Christ with himself and your experience. Then everything's about you and your plans. What you think, what you think, in your contingent plans, and listen, I'm very well aware, with no condemnation, not an ounce, and no accusation, not an ounce, let him that stole stop stealing anymore, giving yourself over, but rather let him labor. Faith, that's what it speaks of. Learning in the school. Working with his hands the thing which is good, listen, that he may have to give to him that needs. Gosh, almighty. Let no corrupt. Oh, boy. Here it is. There's the enemy in the experience. Let no He's speaking to believers here, by the way. That's the context. Follow it through. He's not unsafe. These are well-instructed individuals. They had Ephesians truth. Paul was there three years. Acts, the 20th chapter. Taught them incredible truths here. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good, so it's evil, corrupt, or good, to the use to edify profitably others, that it may minister grace unto whoever hears you. And stop grieving the Holy Spirit. You want to know why there's no peace, no contentment? And for any of us, truthfully. And grieve not the Holy Spirit, with which you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness... This is a seed thought. These are scattering thoughts. All bitterness, read Hebrews 12, verse 15, and wrath and anger and clamor. Look at those. And evil speaking, anything outside of grace. Thought first before it's verbal or nonverbal. Anything outside of grace is corrupt evil. We're going to see what that word means. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all evil speaking put away from you with all malice. Malice is evil intent, anger at what someone else has, or evil intent to harm and hurt them. Gosh, what a seed that is. What a scattering thought that is. God forbid that I should ever have that thought in my own life. Instead, be kind one to another, tender hearted. Why all the trouble in your life? Why do you think? Job twenty three sixteen, the Almighty troubles me. Why? He's making my heart soft. Stop living for yourself. Your own plans, contingent plans. Right here. Honestly, it's right here. Be kind, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. <laughs> Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Now he scatters. Watch this, okay? I also want to bring in here very quickly, and then we'll get into the, to read those with whatever time we have left, and we will continue on this. I just believe, because I know I need it, and and uh, I know that we all do in this sense. Now here's Matthew 6, verse 24. It says, No man, no man, look, no man, that includes us. That's individually. No man can worship serve, synonymous with worship, self-occupation, self-preservation, self-worship. Me, myself, and I, woe is me. That's the flesh that's in us in Romans 8, 9, that we're not of. We're not of that. It's got nothing to do with God's love for us. That's what is the answer to the prayer of Mike. God is loving us with his counsel without an ounce of condemnation or accusation. And he's just removing in us, rejecting not us, but rejecting in our experience which which is not of his love for us. Are you for, do you know that God is for you? Romans 8, 1 Psalm 56 verse 9. Then you will be for others. And if anything comes between, you will deal with it quickly. You won't allow it to fester from one sunset to the next. Right You can't serve two masters for either you will hate the one and love the other or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, here's the word mammon. And I have seen this affect people. You know, there's a couple in a certain place, certain location that have little by little and it started with them here they left went to a different area and now it's it's starting there again and here's the reason why and I'm speaking specific counsel through, the, through God the Holy Spirit with tremendous brokenness and a submitted will this is the reason why because it's money it's all about money reputation. That's what has led these individuals away. One's the initiator, the other receives, and I could see it. Because it's same thing happened here. The same exact thing. And when they couldn't get away with it, with God's loving counsel, off they went. And it's the same thing now. Mammon. Look, mammon. What is mammon? Literally, it's wealth. I want to be rich. We're going to see in the parable of the seeds how this happens. Thought scattering. Wealth regarded as an evil influence. This is mammon. And false object of worship. Who's behind all that? And false devotion. Who's behind this? Listen. Just like guns aren't bad in themselves, any more than a hammer or a knife is, just like money is not the cause of all evil, 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10. It's the inordinate affection attached to it that makes it evil. That's what's happened to a couple that has been led astray. They didn't want to be afflicted anymore. Psalm 119, 67, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. I don't want it anymore. Astray I go. I chase the money, the business, and all this. Covetousness that's meant covetousness in and, and Exodus 20 and verse 17. Listen, it's called lusts. Lust. I function apart from Christ. I have lust. The enemy has something to attach it to that lust. Oh boy. That's why it says in 1 John 2.15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Don't use worldly. Allow the enemy to cause you to use worldly worldly wealth which is just nothing more than lust the exact opposite of who God is love love it's the angel of light many way back in the day said that that was Satan himself the God of covetousness the God of covetousness that's what he said and that, even, that can even that can even enter into I think I need more people than who than where I am where I am What, God is not enough for us where we are? No, it's not the teaching of the person you may think it is. It's you, he must increase, and he desires to with all of us, but you must decrease. Hmm. Anyway, mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. Who? The God of covetousness. (laughs) Satan. Satan. Here's the parable, we'll get into it. We're going to see it. I am not going to read all the parables. I'm just going to read in those three places where Christ is going to explain the very details of these. I'll start in Matthew the 13th chapter because we need to see in those three places what Jesus was teaching. Don't have to read it all, but in those three places so that we have a whole preponderance of understanding with crystal clear counsel for us. Matthew 13. Now he talked about the seeds in the first chapter, first part of the chapter. Here's where he's going to explain all those things. Here it is, and we're going to do this in Mark and in Luke. "Hear you, therefore, the parable of the sower here. that all always means submission. That always means receiving. That always means I'm humbled when I come to hear. Then when I am, God gives me the grace to apply it instantly. But growth takes time. A lot of resistance. 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. And I want to make it clear. God never gives us grace to live in sin and delayed disobedience and private plans. I want to make that crystal clear. It's Romans 6.1 and Romans 6.15. Now, watch. When... Anyone hears when? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, that's his rulership. Yes, he's teaching the millennials things, but there's a lot more involved in that. Disregard the hyper dispensationalists, by the way, completely in this truth. Hear the word of the kingdom and understand. He when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, refuses it. By the way. Refuses it because they heard it, but they refused it. That's what this means, by the way. Now, I'm going to show you this. Watch. Because I was shown by, by the Holy Spirit, the scholar, of theologian, took the things of Christ and the correlation of these and showed it to me, which I'm thankful. And I want to be thankful with you and have fellowship with you and love each other and just be free of anything. Right? They understand it not. They refuse it. Remember in John one eleven, he came unto his own, his own rejected him, said nope. Oh, they know it. That just wasn't their choice. They knew he was who he was. They just didn't want it. They wanted to live by their choice. Understand it not. Then comes the wicked, the wicked. That's his name, Satan, wicked, unbeliever. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, write it down. I wrote it right down in my little Bible, right on the margin, tiniest little writing. Who is the wicked? The wicked one catches away. This is Second Timothy two twenty-five and 26. Their, their will has been captured, scattered, little seed planted. Catches away that which was sown, seeds, in his heart is mine. This is he which received seed by the wayside. They were a little removed. They're not one anymore. Things aren't the same. Why? There's no love. What? What? They're, they're removed. They're here. They're on the wayside. There's distance. Who is the wicked? And what is he? This is what it is. He is the teacher of the refusal resistance and rejection of the word of God, Christ himself. That's an unbeliever. This is brought out. And why don't we have peace experientially when Christ in Ephesians 2 and verse 14 is our peace? I'll tell you why. Isaiah 57 verse 19. Peace, peace to him that is afar off. You listening to the word afar off? Is there unforgiveness in your heart? Do you have a change of plans in your mind? You're afar off right where you are. You can't be in two places at once. Can you? without being confused? Peace, peace to him that is near and him that is afar off. But what are the the unbelievers like? Wicked there means unbeliever, by the way. In Isaiah 57, 20 and 21. They're like the restless sea. They cannot rest. Why? Seeds get in. Seeds get in. He tries it a multitude of ways. And when the enemy allows it, it's to cause us to run to him to flee him, to flee youthful lusts. In 2 Timothy 2 and verse 22, I need the counsel of a young person. Sure I do. I say in love, please knock that off. Quickly. Catches them. The teacher of refusal, resistance, and the rejection of the word. Now, The wicked catches away that which was sown in the heart. But he that received the seed in stony places, hard, bitter, unforgiving, bitter, bitter, the same as he that hears the word and right away with joy receives it, with gladness, yay. Yet has he not root in himself? It's just declarative. Hasn't entered into the experience, but endures for a while. Listen, everything's great for a while. For when tribulation comes, oh, I'm going to blame everybody for that one. No, the trying of your faith is to what? Is more precious than gold to work what in you? And 1 Peter 1 and verse 7, and James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Patience, love entering into your experience to get rid of those bad seeds. Tribulation or persecution arises because of the word. I didn't like the word. Oh, I'm a selective hearer. I see it when I see it with the posts. I, I see it with the posts. Listen, Proverbs 30 verse 5. Every word of God is pure. First Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. I thank God for that when you receive the word, you didn't receive it as the word of men. The word is pure. We have become selective hearers of what we think we need and what we want. Can you imagine the first grader or the second grader thinking they knew what they want before they even come to hear the teacher? And if they think that way, they're going to refuse other things and and receive others, aren't they? How much more? How much more? In stony places is one that heard it. Yet he has not rooted himself, endures for a while, but when tribulation or persecution comes, arises because of the word. It's allowed because of that. By and by, he is what? He's tripped up. He's offended in Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they that love your Lord. Read, read it. Nothing will cause you to stumble or be offended. You get offended. You don't want to forgive. This space, it's right up here. Not held in accusation or condemnation, but being brought out with, with loving counsel. <laughs> loving counsel. That goes with Isaiah 57, 19 to 21. and Psalm 119, 165, at Ephesians 2 and verse 14, and Philippians 4 and verse 7. He's offended. Or she's offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. There's mammon. The deceitfulness of riches. You wonder, you wonder why you don't see that guy and his wife hardly anymore? I'll tell you, this is why. Crystal class. Start years ago. Start here fully. They came, but boy, oh boy. hoo! That's why. That's precisely why. Enemy? Accuser? Can't condemn it. No, lover. Love him. Deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. But he that receives seed in the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. Because he received it in grace and absolute humility. Which also bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, sixty or thirty. It affects so many. Now, okay, so in Matthew 13 verse 19, he's the wicked. Now we'll go to Mark the 4th chapter. This is Mark 4. Well, I even pronounced that word right. I didn't say four. I said four. Here's Mark the 4th chapter. Again, you can read the preceding, uh, the the verses that precede this. But here's the answer. It's Mark 4 verse 14. The sower sows the word. It's not the word of men. When I make it the word of men, I'm a selective hearer. And then I become a counselor to myself and subtly towards the one that's sowing it. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Now listen. And where, and, and, but when they have heard, Satan comes. Ah, Oh, really? Yeah. The teacher of refusal, resistance, and rejection. He's that teacher. Seeds sown, scattered the sheep, and they're thinking. And immediately, he comes immediately. I hear the word, and immediately he comes. Immediately. What is his name, Satan? The Hebrew says his Satanus. Satanus. Adversary. Opponent. If he can oppose you, he will use you to oppose others, especially those that are closest to you. I want to make this, please, crystal clear. Please. Okay? And also translated this Greek word, epioulos, treacherous. Treacherous. One who opposes another in purpose, whose purpose? Christ's purpose. Read Ephesians chapter 1, go through 5 through 13, and you'll see purpose there twice. Christ's purpose, edification and to build us up. One who opposes another. Who's he opposing? Christ? In purpose or act? And what is act? It's the action of his love so that his purpose is accomplished in you, in your experience, the way it has been already in your position. Satan. Well, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts, their minds. And these are are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Yay. Kind of a selective hearer. It's good to hear these things. The whole word of God. I've not shunned from declaring unto you. Acts 20, 27. All the counsel of God. Do not be a selective here. Don't allow the enemy to scare you in that way. Be a pupil. Be a learner. Be a disciplined learner. Methetes. Immediately with gladness. But they have no root. They have no root in themselves. And so endure, but for a time. Remember we talked about that? Remember we talked about that? How it affects time, place, action, all those things we just, the Holy Spirit just brought out to us? In themselves, right? But endure for a time after when affliction or persecution arises for the Word's sake. It's for your sake. It's not against you. For your sake, immediately they're offended. They're offended, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world, the details of life. Matthew the sixth chapter, thirty-four verses. The cares of this world, the the thing that the enemy makes it to replace. Christ is the cares, the anxieties, the fears, the irritations, the suspicions of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, thinking that, and the lusts ooh, of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. And some bring forth fruit, some 30, 60, and 100. Very quickly, as I'm going to go over just a couple minutes, Almost done. It'll be worth our weight in gold. <laughs> this is again here in Luke, the eighth chapter. So we saw the wicked in Matthew, Satan, right, and Mark, and now here we are in Luke. Now here's the answers. Here's the answers again. I'm going to just start at verse 10. You can go and read the first nine. And he said, Unto you it is given to know. The mysteries of the kingdom of God. They're not mysterious. They just need to be given to those that are available in humility. But to others in parables that seeing they might not see. He's quoting Isaiah 6, 9, 10, 11. He said, what was the message? Go to those that are completely rebellious against me. Refuse to hear and preach it anyway. That's That's 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Preach the word no matter what. Don't be afraid of their faces in Jeremiah 1 and verse 8. Learned that a long time ago. Don't be afraid of their verbal, nonverbal communication. Don't be afraid of it. Watch. Unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to others in parables, seeing they might not see. I Meaning he's going to let them see and then cause them not to? No, they don't want to. They see, but they don't want to. And hear that they might not understand. They hear it, but they don't want to understand it anyway. <laughs> boy. Now, this par- the parable is this. The seed is the word versus the enemy's seeds. This is thought life entering into a word. The word entering into a thought life. Those, that, that, those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes who? Diabolos, devil. Now we're going to see what else he is. Dia is through. Bolos is pierce. He wants to pierce you through pierce you through with lies, suspicion, fear, anger. Yes, private plans, contingent plans, not being content, not being content. Things were great, and it was great. Now, and it's fine. Now they're not, and now they have a plan. Listen, the devil, Diabolos, and he takes away the word out of their minds, lest they should believe, submit, and be delivered. Diabolus, to pierce through. Diabolus, devil. Devil. Who has an... in. You know why they call them devils, even though they were demons? Because they only have one mindset under their leader. And he has a multitude of them sowing their seeds and scattering. 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 Well, we're going to close takes away the word out of their heart. Verse 13, They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe in a time of temptation. God never tempts us. At a time of testing, they fall away. That which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard the word, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection, to fruition. But on that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience, patience. Listen, God is for you in the greatest eternal mind of the fact that he's given us his son, one comforter, then he's given us the Holy Spirit, another comforter. Jesus prays for us. And the Holy Spirit comes in, and the answer to that intercedes for us to bring us in this counsel and truth. And thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen.